the season's not over and it's not Christmas yet, but we've got a list. We're going to be checking in a few times and uh, the Guardians are going to be doing something they haven't done in over 10 years, possibly searching for a new manager. A couple teams are going to be searching for new leadership this offseason, it seems like. We're going to get to all that today on Locked On Guardians. You are Locked On Guardians, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the show again. I want to thank you to all of our everydayers sticking with us through the football season, through the blown saves. We appreciate and love you guys. Oh, and that's uh, that's uh, uh, me being on our YouTube page. But uh, that's my voice. Great. Yeah, there we go. And it's not even me, you know, going through and doing everyone's favorite sound clip, which I moved up so it'd be easier to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. But I do want to take a moment and thank FanDuel. Today's episode being brought to you by them. Every moment, make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com to get started. Isn't that true? Yeah. It's always true. All right. Well, time is of the essence today. Uh, We've got a new um, outlet for our show coming next week. So we have to be mindful of our time and be right at 30 minutes from now on because there's a new avenue for you to watch us. I think I'm not sure if we're allowed to announce that yet, but it's coming next week. The Roku fast channels. Yeah. Others are. Yeah. So that's already up. So you can see us on fast channels starting next week. If you have a Roku, but the trick is we have to be right at 30 minutes. We cannot even be over. So time is now of the essence for us. So we promised today we would talk finally about the guardians next manager. It does sound like Tito is going to retire at the end of the year. He hasn't come out and said it yet, but I think everybody is assuming at this point that is going to be the case. So we're going to do this um, in kind of a methodical order here. We're going to talk about the internal candidates. We're going to talk about guys of Cleveland ties. that might make sense. At least we're talking about. We'll talk about some long. It's got a picture of some stuff. Oh, I don't have that tie. I don't think I do. I don't have a Cavs tie. I don't think I have a Guardians or Indians tie. No. I do have a Cavs one. I wore it for an interview and I interviewed for a job with the Cavs out of college just to try to be cool. It didn't work, by the way. Uh, so internal options, external, you know, long shots. Guys we're not really sure about. Guys we definitely don't think are happening that people are asking about. Maybe some out of the radar names. So we're going to try to go through this kind of section by section today. And if there, if time allows, we'll talk about the Red Sox decisions and how that impacts Cleveland. They fired their um, Heim Bloom, their president of baseball operations today. And there's a whole lot of Speculation there. If we don't get to that, we might do a little bonus segment live um, after we finish up the manager talk. All right. So we agreed to start with the internal options, Jeff. Uh, so for reference, Terry Francona is 64. He'll be 65, I think, um, in April. So I think Cleveland's going to try to go younger than Tito, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, uh, the one people are going to ask about is Sandy Alomar. They're going to ask about Carl Willis. There's going to be asking about DeMarlo Hale. And Mike Sarbaugh, those are the major league coaches on the staff that are mentioned the most. Obviously, Sandy Elmar gets the most, um, you know, draws the most questions, or at least people. It's always interesting. He is probably hot take incoming, the most overrated Indians player of my lifetime, uh, because he's always hurt. Like, go look at the data. Yeah. Most of the years you know him, it's like no Jesse Levis actually caught most of the games. I think in '94, 
maybe it was Tony Pena. It's like he had like 97 was amazing. Don't get me wrong, but it's like he, but that he was about eclipsed, it. He only eclipsed 100 games like three times in his career, maybe four times at Cleveland. It's interesting that he is like one of the most loved guys. You know, well, maybe he the was most here. Loved catcher. I know he's here forever. And that 97 season is one of the greatest ca- seasons, period, not just by a catcher, but uh, when he had that chance during the 2020 season, it was ugly. And he hasn't really been a serious candidate for outside teams since that year as well. And I, I just, I think he settled into his, his position. I think he feels comfortable in it. I, I think he is a non-candidate. I think most of the people that bring him up are just ones who think that because he was here in the nineties, he would be a good fit. And he's a catcher. And he's a catcher. I don't think there's a lot more to it. People just want to see him because he's a name that they know. And, and this is a bad way to look at it. Yeah, he hasn't had an interview in, in quite some time with another team or another organization. And, you know, he might say, well, maybe he's waiting for Tito to retire. And I don't see it. I don't think he – I don't even know if he wants it anymore. I agree. I don't think he necessarily wants it anymore. So I, I just don't think – they may interview him. He may be part of the interview process. But they already passed him once, and he wanted it before Tito got it. I just don't see it happening for Sandy, and I don't think it's the right fit for them. And I, I'm also not taking 2020 into account because – even for manager stuff. I mean, it was, you don't, think, you don't, was, but you don't was, think he was running it the way Tito wanted it. Like, no, I don't there, think was, he came, there was, I don't think he came in and was like, Oh, I'm changing everything. No, no Tito he, was still, he didn't, you know, Tito, he, Tito was still had his thumbprint on that team. Even he wasn't in the dugout every day. He played it like, okay. How can I, how can I best put this? I mean, he played it to the like 1970s book as much as he could. It was just, it was just too like to the point where it was ridiculous. Some of the decisions he would make, cause he was just, you know, I'm didn't seem to understand anything out, beyond really from when he played. I'm, so, and again, he's, he's fine in the position he's in, but I, I think that 2020 year, it, it, there's a reason why his candidacy kind of cooled in a lot of places after that year. That I, was, that was, I really don't think that had anything to do with it. I think, I mean, I, I'm not even taking 2020 account for any of that. Carl Willis is older. He's 61. Uh, I don't think they're going to make that promotion nope. there. They'll leave the pitching coach. DeMarlo Hale is close to the same age as Tito. I don't see that as an option either. And Mike Sarbaugh, like, you know, they could interview him. He's been around long enough. He might make a decent coach, you know, but I, I don't know about him as a serious candidate for manager. I don't think it's uh, enough of a move to go in that direction. I mean, that would be them making as little change as possible, which, you know, sometimes they do like. But, I, I mean, those are the guys on the staff – if I if I thought there was one guy in the major league staff that I thought would be the next manager, I'm not saying this is the guy I want them to hire. I don't really have a strong opinion on Mike Sarbaugh, but if there was one guy on the current major league staff that I thought they were going to hire, I would guess Mike Sarbaugh. That would be my my top bet. I feel like in terms I, of major league candidates on the on the team, I feel like all the guys who I kind of got to know in the minors that I thought were really good candidates um, have either been hired elsewhere or left baseball. So I'm yeah, I'm just Sarbaugh's fifty six, by the way. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. None of these are, I didn't get really impressed with a lot of these. Uh, not that I got to see all of them. Obviously, a lot of these were older already with Tito. But yeah, just, I don't know. I, I don't see a pathway. Yeah, I would agree. Um, there are some people out there who have mentioned in the minors, Ruglas Odor, who is the Akron Rubber Ducks manager right now. He has been in the Cleveland system for over 20 interview. years. Yeah, he, you know, I, I like Rugi. He is, uh, he tells it like it is. He's very upfront with you. He's got a very calming demeanor. He's very, you know, jovial. Um, no disrespect to him. I don't know if I see him as a major league manager. I don't really know how old he is. 
looks great for however old he is. He looks great for his oh, age. Looks fantastic, yeah. Uh, yeah, he is fifty-five, so he's you know he's he's fine for what you know a manager's age. I just I don't know. I I, I to me he seems like more like a developmental guy in the minors. He doesn't seem like a, a a major league manager at this point. I could be wrong on that. And then there's the other option, AAA right now. That's um, Andy Tracy, who is the Columbus Clippers manager. He's only forty-nine. He's been here for a couple of years. Um. This this one wouldn't shock me. I don't really know a ton about his background. Um, you know, he did play over in Japan, so he has a little bit of uh, not that really matters. Cleveland never signs players from the from the Asian continents, but uh, you know, he does have some. What do you want to say? Some he you know he's got some experiences outside he's, uh, of the U.S. He's got a wide world view. Yeah, so that, that's always a good thing. Um, yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about skill. Yeah, we're going to talk about skills and and uh, kind of things that we think that the qualities that this the next manager should have. Um, I don't know. I don't, maybe Tracy's an internal candidate. Maybe they'll interview him. I'm not sure. He's high on my list. I, I think um, when we come back from, I think we should break this up, do a tease here, come back from the first break because we have not talked about who I, I think both of us agree is maybe the best internal candidate. We haven't talked about some of those guys that ties yet to the organization. And yeah, listen, I'm two saving, minor league guys. I, yeah. I think are, are both good fits. And then we're going to talk about some Cleveland. And we've also got too. my guy. I'm going to save my guy for close to the end. Cause I think this is the best candidate. No one's talking about. Put that out there. Yeah. It is an interesting one. You'll want to stay to the end to hear Jeff's candidate because it is an interesting name. So stick around for that. So our good friends over at Jace Medical, one of the newest companies here, what they do is they send you a Jace case. I love rhymes. Uh, five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. So you can have those on hand. Uh, I've talked about before. I have been plagued through my life with terrible sinus infections. It's nice to have an antibiotic, to not have to like go, go through the hoops, jump through to see a doctor. Sometimes it's hard to get into doctors. We've all experienced that. When you have your Jace case, you have those. You're able to be responsible and take care of yourself. And it just gives you the peace of mind of being able to have your medication, have it ready. And if you're like, wait a second, how does this work? Well, it's all doctor recommended. It's doctor created. And you have to go through an online process to make sure that you uh, can get this. That and, and I had to submit all medication I use. So it is safe. And that is a big thing for them right now is that they want to give you medication, give you control over your medication and do it in a safe way. You can save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using the code locked on at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E-M-E-D, well, medical.com. Guardians back at home Friday hosting the Texas Rangers. That is a 7-10 start. You're probably going to a high school football game on Friday or doing something else, but you can also let, I'm sorry, it's a six ten start on Friday night. You can oh, it is seven ten. I lied, it's seven ten. It's definitely seven. Six ten my time. That's six all. ten central and three ten Hawaiian time. Yuma. Yeah, no matter where you are, listen to the game on your Sirius X and map. Just search Guardians. All right. Two minor league guys that I think are there these two guys at the top of my list, um, in terms of internal candidates. And I've gotten to know them both a little bit, so I'm a little biased here. Um, the first one is Luke Carlin. Luke this Carlin was the yeah. captain's manager for a couple of years. He's he was Mahoning Valley. He didn't and he didn't move up after that. So he became a um, a roving catching instructor in the organization. But I can tell you, Carlin has 
a lot of qualities that are similar to Francona in terms of communication, development skills. Um, he knows, you know, analytics and data. He, you know, he, he showed a good understanding of that in Lake County, whether it was breaking it down to players, even breaking it down to media, just talking about some advanced concepts. So he's got a good feel for both sides of those things. And he's a former catcher as well. And he's a good internal candidate. The other guy internally for me is Greg Desenzo. So Greg Desenzo was the captain's manager for two years. And all of a sudden this year became the Clippers bench coach. So I thought that was interesting. Um, Desenzo did a great job working with a lot of guys in Lake County that are up in the majors already. Like he's worked with Rocchio. He's worked with Will Brennan. He's worked with um, all the pitchers, you know, Bybee, Allen, Williams. He's been uh, with a lot of these young guys. So he already has a relationship with a lot of the young core of this, this, this Guardians team. Um, I don't like, you know, his background. He was a college coach. He's kind of new to this but he's moved very quickly. I will also say he is um, close with guardians uh, director of player development, Rob Desenzo and, or I'm sorry, Rob Desenzo, Rob Serfolio. <laughs> You're making them related there. I, I pulled a you. I, I spliced the names. Like our, yeah. Rob Serfolio. So, he was a Holy cross coach for what? 11 years, right? Yeah. He was a Holy cross and Desenzo tried to recruit Rob Serfolio when he was a college baseball player to Holy cross. And they got to know each other from there. So, there's a bit of a tie there in case, you know, in case Serfolio ever moves up and DeSenzo ends up being his guy because Serfolio could be moving up pretty soon, for, you know, based on what's going on. So those are kind of my two top internal candidates right now, just internal. Yeah, and I got to jump in on Luke Carlin. Uh, I I worked with a teacher a few years ago whose husband was a professional baseball player, uh, bounced around a bit. And we both separately knew Luke Carlin and we both separately talked about how he was a rising star. Uh, it was a feeling, you know, almost immediately that when he hit the ground, he hit it running. He was really impressive. Uh, for him, it was his his buddy that he got to know in the minors and really liked. But talked about, you know, this he was always just this great rock of a teammate and everything else. I wouldn't be shocked if he is one of those players who ends up on the coaching staff next year. I wouldn't be surprised if there is some degree of term or not term turnaround turnover with the new manager in place. Uh, but he is someone I think they're going to find a way to to keep and keep moving through the system. Uh, the one thing I do like, I know especially play, uh, coaching at Holy Cross is an entirely different baseball in the Patriot League. But that head coach experience, I think, is a really good thing. And, you know, he was held in very, very high regard in that part of the country. So I think those agreed are your top two candidates. Yeah, at least from the internal aspect, I think. I, like I think the sense of having a real- He's only 47. Even though he had 11 years as a head coach, he's still only 47. Yeah. And I, I think DeCenzo having a relationship already, helping to develop a lot of guys who are have come through the system in the last several years, you know, kind of makes an impact there. to a degree, too. Yes, Carlin, too. Carlin's seen a lot of these guys. Bo Naylor, he was Bo Naylor's manager in Lake County, so um, there's a lot of that, too. Okay, guys with Cleveland ties. Not, you know, not ties, but... Guys of Cleveland ties. Um, your candidate fits with this. I don't know if you want to mention him here. I think you maybe want to save him to the end. Save him. We'll, we'll go through everyone else. Okay. Uh, the top guy on my the top guy on my list. This is not necessarily like well, I think it's going to happen, but for me, this would be my top guy who um, has ties to Cleveland. How about Mike Napoli? Mike Napoli has been the first base coach for the Cubs, or he's been on the Cubs coaching staff for two years now with David Ross, the trader working with the team that beat him in the World Series when he was here. Um, but Mike Napoli, a Tito favorite. We haven't talked about this yet, but 
I think it's worth asking how much influence is Tito going to have over the new manager? Because I would not be shocked if Guardian's leadership at least asks for his input here. I'm not saying he's going to have, be able to pick the hand, handpick the next manager to succeed him, but I do think they will at least get his input on on who they think should be a candidate. And I think Mike Napoli fits into that um, conversation. And let's remember, Mike Napoli and Jose Ramirez were best friends. I don't know if Napoli knows Spanish. That's something else we should talk about is should the next manager be my, bilingual? I don't know if Napoli knows Spanish. It does help. I don't know if he knows Spanish, but remember, Napoli and Jose found a way to connect when he was here. Um, that's It makes it interesting, but I think that shows Napoli is able to connect with anybody. I, I do want to point out when it comes to Mike Napoli, one of the reasons I think there's very little opportunity is I think he is very happy in the current structure of where he is. And he is such a fan of Chicago. He did buy a nearly $3 million home. Now, Mike Napoli made okay money, but that's a significant investment for a guy who was never a star star in his time. So I, I understand you can live in one place and work in another. And one of the other candidates we'll talk about, you know, works in Atlanta and uh, lives in Kansas. But, uh, you know, he might just sometimes it's harder to get those guys on the move. I'm just saying I know. Close to where I live, there is a five million dollar house for sale. If he's looking in that place, I'm just saying it seems like he very specifically (laughs) bought this one. So you know, he's. I I think he might be a little content where he is in the time being. Let's keep going. All right, you have anybody else? I can throw you know Mark Budzinski out there, who's a former minor league manager. He's with Toronto. Matt, Matt Blake is someone that I'm kind of intrigued by, just because you know, how good he was when he was here, the importance of the role they gave him. And then, I mean, you can already see the dividends. probably didn't want to lose him. Yeah. You can see the dividends that he paid for uh, the Yankees. I mean, yeah, they've, they're not great this year, but the pitching has been better than one can expect for all of their injuries. And a lot of guys like I know Nestor Cortez has been hurt most this year, but I don't think it's a support round. Yeah. I think you can pretty much lay that career turning around at the feet of Matt Blake. Um, no, I think he is one of those. And I know people are going to talk about Kevin Cash. He's in the long shots. We'll get to that in a bit. But, we will get to Kevin Cash. Yes. But Matt uh, Matt Blake is one of those guys that I did want to uh, at least bring up because of he's he's been he's smart. He's been successful. And I think he's just going to keep moving up chains. Yeah, I think that's a guy they really didn't want to lose. So I think yeah. he's a guy who, though, they should at least consider. Um, I'm just going to throw a bunch of names out there and you can kind of give me a thumbs up or thumbs down if you want to if you want to dig in on anybody specific here. I've got Josh Bard on my list, former Cleveland catcher, who's been a bullpen coach with the Dodgers now twice, the Yankees. Um, there's Ruben Diablo, who they didn't want to leave lose. Although the Padres pitching this year has been kind of rough, but that's maybe not his fault. Um, I have Dave Wallace on my list. Dave Wallace was a minor league manager for the uh, organization. You know, I love Wally, Wally when he was here. Like he was. Yeah, I think we he, both love Wally. I think if he was, He's not even part of the he's organization. Out, he's out of the organization. He's out of baseball. But I think yeah, he was I on track to be that. He was on track to be that, and now he's been out. Um, there's Shelly, There's um, Louis Rivera, who is the Blue Jays' third base coach. He was the first ever captain's manager. I think that's probably a long shot. He's 61. I threw Matt Williams on there. He's got past manager experience. He's got Cleveland ties, obviously. He played here. Forced his way out of Cleveland. <laughs> he want to come back. Yeah, and and – Things did not end well for him in Washington, so I think he's probably off the list. Yes. Um, I have Shelly Duncan on here. Shelly Duncan, I've seen some interviews with him in terms of talking about communicating data and analytics and managing that way to players. I find his candidacy very interesting because I think he has a good mix of 
communication skills that are then and new age concepts that I think make him an interesting candidate. He's in triple A at the Yankees right now. Um, so you can, you know, give him a little credit for who he's managed on the Yankees staff. And then here's the last couple names I have with Cleveland ties. Sal Pisano. Um, he was, he played here briefly. I think a lot of people think he's got a future. He could be a future manager. Mike Redmond uh, played here very briefly. So this is a catcher. stretch. Yeah. Catcher. Um, he, he managed in Miami for a little bit. I don't think things went bad for him. He just, you know, didn't end well. Um, Kevin Seitz is a guy we want to talk about. And I'm going to, I'm going to throw this on here when we go to break, but I'm throwing Jim Tomey on the list, not because I think it's going to happen, but he has expressed interest in managing. And I don't really know if he would be a good candidate. Truthfully, we don't, we just don't know. He is currently in a consulting role or some kind of special advisor to this White Sox GM kid graduates. I think. Yeah. So his son Landon is a 2026 high school graduate. So I don't think he is going to manage before his son graduates high school, but I'm throwing him on the list because selfishly Jim Tomey's the reason I love baseball and that'd be a lot of fun. I don't know if he'd be a great candidate, but can't deny that'd be a lot of fun. No, I, I agree. That's, you know, I, I'm with you. Tell me to be fun. I just think you got to kind of wait. Uh, but yeah, other than that, uh, I, I don't have too many other ones to add. So I think we go to break, come back, talk our long shots, talk about uh, some of the other Talk about my fun guy and uh, yeah. Yeah. Be right back. Well, FanDuel, I don't know if they have to check. I don't know if they have odds in the next Guardians manager. They officially don't need one yet. So check back for future odds on next Guardians manager. But you can get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers can bet $500 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. And all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday tickets from YouTube. I can tell you that's a great deal as a YouTube subscriber. If you really want to watch football, I would recommend getting that offer off of Sunday ticket. Uh, Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can bet everything from spreads, player props, and more while you're sitting there watching the game all day Sunday or Monday or Thursday. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Guardians host the Rangers Friday night for a three-game set. The Rangers desperately cling to playoff life. The Guardians are desperately clinging to keep playing. Uh, you can listen to that game on your SiriusXM app wherever you are just by searching Guardians. Um, okay, the long shots. This is your Kevin Cash, your Alex Cora, right? Yeah. Uh, ties. This is Kevin Craig, Cash. Craig Council. Ties. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I'm sorry. I messed that up. Alex Cora, I want to mention too. But Craig yeah. Council is a long shot. But Kevin Cash, I know people are going to ask about Kevin Cash. Obviously has strong Cleveland ties. Obviously has strong Tito ties. He still has a contract with Tampa Bay. Yeah, so I don't know how he's going to get a better out. team. Yeah. I just, I don't see it. I, as much yeah. as that, I think that'd be great. Like if they could get out, if they could get Kevin Cash. Great. Like that's, that's, that's an obvious fit, right? You do that, but are you going to trade to get him? That's happened before. I think the, the Cubs traded to somebody in Tampa Bay for Joe Madden. Madden, Yeah. But the guardians do so well trading with Tampa Bay. Would that really be worth it? We can trade him Tobias Myers, right? Yes. Tobias Myers for Kevin cash. Go put that in right now. But uh, yeah, I just think it's why, why, why would he want to do it? 
Like, yeah. If his contract was up, I could see it, but he's got a contract still. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that player or coaches never get let go from that situation. But why would the Rays let him go to the Guardians? Let alone why would Cash leave? But why would the Rays let him leave, right? Yep. No, I say. That'd be stupid. Yep. So moving through. Um, Council, I think we can agree, is probably so, going to wind up following David Stearns to the Mets. Yeah. His, his I believe his youngest son graduated from down the street from me again. Uh, as is Craig Council Field down the street from me uh, out here. So it's like he he has such deep ties to the area. I think with his kid graduating, it sets up and a free agent to be. He's not coming to Cleveland either. He's going to stay where he's got the deep ties or he's going to go follow Stearns. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Alex Cora. So the Red Sox fired Hein Bloom, the president of baseball operations, on Thursday afternoon. Uh, a lot of ambiguity around Alex Cora's future. I'm not an Alex Cora. He was around too many cheating scandals. I'm out on Alex Cora. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's done so much there that you want. No, there's no reason. We can move moving on. Um, here's my random question marks. I don't know where to throw these guys. Yeah. Joe Girardi, I think, has an interesting past. Yeah, I, I think he's in. The I'm not past. against. Yeah, I'm not against the idea, but I, I'm I'm not really 100 sure here. Jason Veritek intrigues me, although if Alex Cora gets let go, I think Veritek makes sense to take over there. But you know, could be a, a guy that Tita recommends. Morgan Ensberg. He's done a good job uh, managing in the minors. I'm interested in him. He's actually going to be the manager of the um, AFL team where the Guardians prospects will be playing. He's currently managing with the uh, in the race system, I think. So, you know, I'm sorry. Right now it's the – I think it is the race system. So, you know, there's something there to that because the Rays have had a good development system. Um, those are just names. Names that are not happening. I think Aaron Boone's going to get fired. I have, I have no interest in Aaron Boone. He was not a good player in Cleveland. I think he'd be a worse manager. Jeff Bannister, I threw around there because he's uh, got an interesting pass, but I don't think so. And people out there have thrown out Ron Washington. He's 71. I don't see it happening. Yeah, he's too old. Any of those names stick out to you as possible? Nope. Uh, so before I get to my candidate, I, I first started this by, you know, a while ago I talked about how everyone wants to hire hitting coaches who are good hitters. And I went through like all of baseball and <sighs> – I mean, the, idea. the basically the best hitting primary hitting coach uh, who uh, amongst hitting coaches, Kevin Seitzer. And by the way, Kevin Seitzer was fired three times before he landed in Atlanta. And this worked out. This was you know, he, a series of, of failing. And he's doing a great job in Atlanta. Uh, I know one of our listeners mentioned in the comments, like his Ohio ties. He doesn't really have Ohio ties. Like he played in Cleveland for a bit, but he lives in Kansas City. Played terribly in Cleveland for a bit. <laughs> he was bad. Uh, he lives in Kansas. He lives in Kansas. He has a, a thing with Mike McFarland, the old catcher in uh, Missouri. And then he played mostly in, you know, for Kansas City and Milwaukee. So I think if anything, he might make more sense in Milwaukee. But I don't think Kevin Seitz is the guy. But when I started looking at him, uh, the my guy uh, through this process has now turned into and I want to get his name right here. I, I believe uh, I looked up Bobby uh, Mango. Now I'm going to get wrong. Magallanes. Magallanes. If you're like, who's that? He's essentially the uh, the co-hitting coach and the more analytical of the two from what I have seen uh, with the Braves. And looking at the Braves offense, I'm all for going and getting some new thoughts, some new ideas. And what's fun about Magallanes is this is why I think he's the best underrated candidate no one's talking about. He coached in this system. <laughs> he has experience. Mm -hmm. He was here with the Hillcats in 2015 as a hitting coach. Arizona Fall League in 16-17, and he coached with the Clippers back in 2018. So he's been in the system already. Uh, he has his brother ever, 
was a former Guardians player. Well, I don't know if he ever made the big leagues. Was a draft pick, uh, who's also a coach, and would probably if, if he got hired, there's a chance he might bring his brother along. His brother's coached, uh, I believe, coached the World Baseball Classic for Mexico, very well regarded, and yes, bilingual, which I think is a great thing as well. So you got a really good hitting mind for a really good hitting team, ties the organization, bilingual. He is 54 years of age. Uh, he looks like he is still in great shape. You don't have to worry about health. And again, you're getting someone who is, and he's studying for his master's degree in performance psychology at uh, right now. So he's like, he's continuing his education. He is, seems to be someone who's very smart, knows how to handle things, has ties to the organization, has experience with some of the players here. And yeah, I think he is a candidate. I don't see come up anywhere. I think he should. Yeah, I'm in 100% agreeance with you on Magianis. I think he, like you said, ties the organization, bilingual, advanced hitting mind, working with one of the best hitting teams out there, the Braves, makes a ton of sense. Uh, I'm totally with you on Magianis. I don't know so much about Kevin Seitz. Other names I'd throw out there, Will Will Venable has been um, a hot coaching candidate for a little bit. Uh, Freddie Gonzalez had a good pass with the Braves, too. I wouldn't be against him. Rob Evans-Goyak has been credited with a lot of um, – turning a lot of hitters careers around JD Davis and a couple of them. Um, Jake Hurst from the uh, Yankees system. He has been their hitting coach in the minors also has a background in physiology. And I think he's done a great job with their hitters as well. Um, just some of the names go out there, but yeah, I'm with you. Magianis yeah. to me is the most interesting name, not on the, the Mike Napoli, yeah. Greg Desenzo, Luke Carlin list. Yeah. So, you know, let us know what you think below. Is that a fun one? Is that a surprise? We, we appreciate all the feedback. Uh, you can check. Let us know what your candidates are, yeah, and we can know. we can talk about them next time. But uh, we, appre- we didn't mention. Yep, and we'll we'll have plenty of time to talk about this throughout the year. We appreciate all of you. Thank you for tuning in with us this week, being a part of the Lockdown Guardians team. All of our everydayers out there, and as we end every show, go go Guardians, go.